What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, I'm Peter Laws, offering you a bonus episode of Frightful, exploring a potential poltergeist case from 1912. Frightful will be back with a full episode in a couple of weeks. It's going to be a deep dive into a bizarre true crime case that is threaded with gothic horror and supernatural ambition. That is on the way. But before we dive into this poltergeist case from 1912, just a couple of uh, things you might be interested in. Firstly, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Rev Peter Laws. But also, I'm conscious that you may not be aware of my other podcast, which you perhaps might enjoy as well. I write and host a show called Hometown History Europe, which is a spin-off from the very popular American show, Hometown History. And in Hometown History Europe, I tell fascinating and unique stories from all across Europe. It only started in April, but it's already in the top 500 global history shows, which is quite exciting. So perhaps you might like to check it out. Topics I've covered so far include the story of the R101 airship disaster, Padre Pio, a profile of a remarkable priest known for stigmata and the supernatural. There's also a thrilling retelling of the Nika riots of 532, which was the deadliest sports event in history. That one features medieval historian Eleanor Yanaga. And last month, I headed deep underground into a vast secret nuclear bunker to record an on-site two-part episode which explores how Britain and indeed the rest of the world was preparing for nuclear catastrophe. That's a pretty intense set of episodes. Oh, and in the most recent episode, I tell the moving and shocking story of the conjoined Tocci twins of Italy, who were exhibited on the European sideshow circuit from the age of four weeks. I'd be delighted if you checked out Hometown History Europe and perhaps even added it to your list. You might also be interested in another podcast I make as a side project, a bit of a passion project of mine. It's pretty wild. It's called Creepy Cove Community Church, and it offers full and immersive church services broadcast from a mysterious fishing town. Yeah, I know that's uh, rather left field. But if you'd like to experience gothic hymns, eerie prayers and talks designed to encourage you, regardless of your beliefs, then perhaps you might want to visit creepycove.com. Okay, well. How about 
we get a little more frightful now, as I tell you about a potential poltergeist case from 1912. I just read about this the other day, and I found it quite intriguing, particularly because it was quite subtle, and I thought you might be interested too. It's um, taken from a letter that was sent by a woman called Miss Renaudot to Camille Flammarion in 1912. And I just, just see what you make of this. Um, uh, by the way, I first discovered this account in a book called The Secret History of Poltergeists and Haunted Houses by, um, let me see, Claude Lacoutou. Right, so this is from page 77. I'll read this to you. This is the letter. We arrived at Cherbourg, um, Flammarion, myself, and the cook on Thursday, April 25th. Ever since Dr. Bonafoy's invitation came, I had been wondering how we should be lodged in that house where we shared the family life more than three years before with charming and most devoted hosts, where we should find ourselves in a very different atmosphere seeing that the doctor had married again. I had not wished to be given the room and the bed of the departed lady, my old friend, who had shown me so much sympathy and whom I mourned with profound sorrow. It turned out, though, that I did not get Mademoiselle Suzanne Bonafoy's room. I, at all events, got her bed, which had been taken from the ground floor where she died, up to a first floor room, which had been her room as a girl. So, just so that's clear, so she didn't, she isn't given the room of this person who died, but she is given the bed of the person who died. It was a great Breton bed, very old and carved wood and surmounted by a canopy hung with tapestry. The whole room was furnished with artistic, old wooden furniture, bedside table, hat rack, ecclesiastical desk. Opposite the bed was a portrait of um, Madame Bonifoy, a photographic enlargement of a striking likeness. And I was much impressed with it. The memory of the past came upon me constantly. I saw our friend again, as she seemed so happy in her active and harmonious life, devoted entirely to good deeds. And I figured to myself how she must have been on this same bed, which for two days and three nights had been her deathbed. The first night, April 25th to 26th, I did not sleep, thinking of her, of her in the past and the present state of her house. I was also rather indisposed. Next day, April 26th to 27th, I promised myself a good night. At about 11 p.m., I went to sleep and put away my old memories. At 4 a.m., on the 27th, a loud noise awakened me, and on the left of the bed, terrible cracklings were heard in the wall, then went onto the table and around the room. Then there was a slighter sound repeated several times, as of a person turning in a bed. The wood of my bed also creaked. Finally, I heard a noise of a light step gliding along to the left of the bed, passing round it and entering the drawing room on the right, where Madame Bonifoy had been in the habit of listening to her husband playing the organ or the piano, he being an excellent musician. These sounds impressed me so much that my heart nearly choked me with its beating and my jaw became stiff. In my emotion, I got up lighted a candle and sat down on a basket standing on the landing outside the room, and there I tried to account for the noises. They continued with still greater force, but nothing was to be seen. At 5 a.m., a prey to unreasoned terror and unable to hold out, I woke. Uh, so I went up to the cook, 
Marie Thionette, who slept on the third floor. She came down with me, and after her arrival we heard nothing more. It may be useful to remark that the cook's character did not harmonize at all with that of Madame Bonafoy. At 5.45am the doctor on the second floor got up and went into his dressing room, and the noise he made on getting up and walking about did not in the least resemble those I had heard an hour before. In the course of the day I sought for an explanation of the phenomenon. Cats, rats climbing along the walls. I examined the wall to the left of the bed. It was very thick, covered outside with slates, smooth and overlooking a yard. It was a bad run for cats and rats, as it was the front wall of the Rue de la Paule. Besides, the noises were very different from those produced by animals. On Saturday, April 27th, I went to bed at 10.45pm, disturbed and nervous. At 11pm, the noises started as in the morning, and I at once went upstairs to the cook in my trepidation. She came down and lay on the bed beside me, and we left our candles alight. For half an hour, the noises continued with loud cracks on the wall on the left. Raps sounded on Madame Bonafoy's portrait or behind it, the raps were so loud we feared it would fall. And at the same time, steps glided through the room. The cook heard all this too and was much impressed. She's 26 years of age. At 11.30 the noises ceased. And as these manifestations were very disagreeable, especially as being due to an unknown and incomprehensible cause, I composed myself in the course of the next day and supposing that the deceased might be associated with them since it happened in her house, I begged her to spare me such a painful emotion. We remained in the house until Saturday, May the 4th. Having heard nothing more and having calmed down, I then asked the deceased to manifest herself and to let me know in some way what she might desire. But I have not observed anything since then, in spite of my wish, mixed with nervousness, to test the phenomena and to obtain, if possible, an explanation of this strange manifestation. Signed, Gabrielle Renaudot, Cherbourg, May the 7th, 1918. I thought that was quite a interesting and pretty creepy little tale. Well, like I said, I'll be back in a couple of weeks with that deep dive into a seriously intense true crime story centered on something you would normally find in horror fiction, vampires. But until then, thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you would like ad-free episodes of Frightful and Hometown History and would like to support the show and get lots of extras too, then you may want to consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Peter Laws. Or perhaps even leave a review or a rating or just share the show with your friends. Well, listen, I'm being demanding now, so I'll move on. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening. I'm Peter Laws and you have been listening to a bonus episode of Frightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.